Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. While God's unmerited favor is available to us, guys, uh, remember, the blessing is already available. Uh, favor is available. Breakthrough is available. Opportunity is available. Healing is available. What's up to us now, guys, is our role in this is, is that the degree to which we will see the promises and blessings of God showing up in our lives comes down to our, watch this now, alignment or our misalignment with what God wants to do in our lives. I can be aligned with what God wants to do or I can be misaligned with what God wants to do. And uh, flip over real quick with me to St. John chapter 12, verse 23. St. John chapter 12, verse 23. Like I said, alignment is about us bringing ourselves into alignment with, with what God wants to do. But what I want you to also see is, again, and I want to show you this from Scripture here, I want to really take my time and show you this in Scripture, that this is not performance. Because sometimes, and I've heard people say, well, Alex, you know, Jesus said, where I am, that's where my servant is going to be too. And then I heard it said, well, Alex, if I'm not doing what God is calling me to do, then he's not with me. <laughs> so if I want to experience his fellowship, then I got to line up with what he wants to do. Guys, hold on. That is works-based. Remember, we always want to show you the scriptures that a lot of times people interpret in a works-based perspective, and we want to show you guys that that is not a works-based scripture. I want you to understand that glory to God, no matter what you do. You know, here's here's the thing, child of God. No matter what you do, you can do uh, this or not do it. I want you to understand a uh, God loves you unconditionally. Glory to God. God is always with you. Uh, God is right where you're at. You can fellowship with Him no matter what, because He has said in His Word that He will never leave you nor forsake you. This is not about your relationship with God, what this is about is is you lining up with seeing what He wants to do in your life coming to pass. Are you guys catching this? And that's where you make the relationship your priority, but your relationship with God, man, I want you to understand that is a done deal. Now, I want to show you a scripture here that sometimes people you know, interpret in a workspace perspective, and I want you to really see what the context here is. Uh, St. John chapter 12 and... Um, I want to read verse 26 first, and then I'm going to go back up, and I'm going to read it in context. We've done this before. I want to do this again to really show you the context. And so he says in St. John chapter 12, verse 26, this is Jesus speaking. He says in verse 26, anyone who wants to serve me must follow me, because my servants must be where I am, and the Father will honor anyone who serves me. And so in other words, if you don't know the context of this scripture, you're going to read this and say, well, Alex... Um, I got to be where Jesus is, otherwise the Father is not going to honor me. Uh, that's what that sounds like, right? Right? It sounds like like that's something you got to do in order for God to do. But guys, may I remind you that is the the pattern of the old covenant. You do. And then God does. Glory to God in this new covenant. You are always responding to what God has already done. In this new covenant, guys, God initiates. We participate. And so let's back up and look at this in context. And actually, I want to go and take my time and really go all the way up to verse 20 and show you the, the context. So he says in verse 20, uh, some Greeks 
who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration, paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee. They said, Sir, we want to meet Jesus. Philip told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus. Now, take note, guys, of what's happening here, that Greeks were coming to ask for Jesus. And this was a big deal, because, guys, when Jesus initially came in his earthly ministry, he actually only came to uh, Israel. You know, he, he, at that point, the gospel, you know, Jesus hadn't died on the cross yet. He hadn't been risen again. So the gospel was not available yet uh, to the whole world. And so this was a big deal that people that were not from Israel were coming asking for Jesus. And notice what Jesus said in verse 23. He said, now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. Praise God. And so he's talking about going to the cross. And so Jesus realized these people are coming. They're starting to hear about me. Uh, the word is getting out. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, it's not just Israel. Uh, Gentiles, Greeks are starting to ask for me. And so Jesus knew at this time that this meant that he was about to go to the cross. He says in verse 24, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone but its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Glory to God. He's talking about going to the cross. Amen. Verse 25, he says, Those who love their lives in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their lives in this world will keep it for eternity. Again, guys, oftentimes people interpret that in a performance-based mentality, but I want you to understand what he's talking about is you lose your life in this world when you get born again. You see, because how many know when you got into Christ, who you used to be outside of Christ died, and you became a brand new creation? That's what that is talking about. Now, here's verse 26 in context. He says, anyone who wants to serve me must follow me. Stop right there. Alex, what does it mean to follow Jesus? I want you to understand in context, guys, Jesus is talking about going to the cross. Glory to God. He's talking about dying on the cross and being raised again. And so he says, following him Glory to God is going to be following him to the cross. Now, guys, how many know and how many are glad about this, that you and I, we were never asked to follow Jesus physically to the cross. <laughs> Praise God. You see, uh, glory to God. We didn't have to follow him physically to the cross. And so how do I follow Jesus to the cross? It's by me getting born again. It's by me deciding to make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. That is to follow Jesus to the cross. Why? Because the very moment you get into Christ, glory to God, what happened is, like I said, the old man in you died, glory to God, and a brand new man, a brand new self uh, came alive on the inside of you. You became a brand new person in your spirit. And so he's talking here about going to the cross. He says, anyone who, who wants to serve me must follow me. In other words, they have to get born again. You have to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. That's all that is talking about. Because my servants must be where I am. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. When Jesus says, my servants must be where I am, he's talking about getting born again, getting into Christ. And so I want you to understand that this scripture was already fulfilled the moment you got born again. If you are a born again Christian, I want you to understand this scripture is already fulfilled. You are where Jesus is. And it says, the Father will honor anyone who serves me. I want you to understand the Father is honoring you already because you are in Christ. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. You're already seated with him in the heavenly places. And so, 
even if you never ever align yourself with what God is seeking to do in your life, God still loves you. You're still on your way to heaven. The issue, however, is you're going to block yourself from seeing a lot of what God wants to do from happening in your life, you see. You see, there's a distinction between how much of the good of God I'm going to see and how much has already been made available to me. All of it has been made available to me, but we got to align ourselves with that. Look at what he says here in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. He says, For he raised us from the dead along with Christ. Glory be to God. And he seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Friend, you as a born-again believer, you are united with Christ Jesus. You see, you're already in Christ. You're already the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, glory to God, I want you to understand, you're already the healed. You see, this is why as believers, we always begin from a place of, it's already a finished work. You see, I believe Jesus already healed me. I believe Jesus made available to me what I need. Now we're talking, however, about what do you do in that dry spell? What do you do in that exile, so to speak? What do you do in the wilderness? What do you do when Alex, for some reason, I just can't see it manifesting in my life? That's what we're talking about. Does any, everybody understand that? If you understand that, say, Amen. And so we're talking about aligning ourselves with what is already true about us in Christ. Look at one more verse here that makes this very clear. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 uh, and 24. So I want you to understand, once again, guys, your, your spiritual anatomy. <laughs> Praise God. Your spiritual anatomy. Look at what he says here. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. He says, Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole, watch this now, spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. And so, and so here's, here's what I want you to understand, friend. You are spirit, you are soul, you are body. This is important to understand as we get into alignment. Because I want you to understand that the real you is not your body. You see, the real you is not even your soul. No, the real you is your spirit. You see, what man is, man is a spirit being because God is a spirit. John 4.24 says God is a spirit. Hebrews describes him as the father of spirits. And so, the real you, child of God, is a spirit. You are a spirit being. You possess a soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's primarily where the process of alignment is going to take place. It's going to take place in your thinking, you see. And, and, and you live in a physical body. You see, your body is like an earth suit. It allows you to interact with this physical, three-dimensional world. Amen. But what you really are is is the Spirit. Now, this is important because when God talks about in His Word that you're seated with Jesus in the heavenly places, when He talks about the fact that we are united with Christ, I want you to understand He's talking about your spirit. You see, He's talking about your spirit. He's not necessarily talking about your soulish realm because, guys, praise God, every single one of us, man, we got some things sometimes going on in our soulish realm that's uh, definitely not united to God. <laughs> you see, in other words, sometimes you got those cray cray thoughts going on, man. That's gonna ha that's that's happening in your soulish realm. You see, 
You see, but in your born-again spirit, I want you to understand you are in Christ. Glory to God. I want you to understand no matter what you go through, your born-again spirit is in Christ. Ephesians also talks about the fact that our spirit has been sealed with the Holy Ghost. What does that mean, Alex? Uh, to be sealed with the Holy Ghost means that none of uh, the good can get out and none of the bad can get in. Uh, glory to God. I want you to understand that your identity in Christ is a finished work. I want you to understand uh, that who you are in Christ is already a finished work and you are right now in your spirit seated with Him in heavenly places. You see, it's already a finished work, but notice in this verse he says, may God make you holy. Now, holy means to be set apart for God's purposes in every way. Now, you're already holy in your spirit, you see, but he wants you to be holy, he says, in your whole spirit and soul and body. And so, when we talk about lining up with God's purposes for our lives, we're talking about lining up our soul and our body with what's already true about us in our spirit. We're already seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Well, now, if I'm going to see the manifestations of that in my physical, earthly life, it's going to take me aligning myself with what God has already done and with what God wants to do in my life right now. And look at verse 24, guys. This is so awesome. This is grace. Verse 24. Look who accepts responsibility for this, guys. He says in verse 24, God will make this happen. Glory be to God. Notice, child of God, he didn't say, you got to make this happen now. And so in the same way you got born again, in that same way you live your Christian life, well, how did you get born again? You didn't help God out, did you? No, you just decided to put your trust in him. I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus as Savior and Lord. Well, in that same way, you are now called to walk out your life as believers. And as you, as you do that, here's the promise. He says in verse 24, God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful, guys. How many are glad about that? You see, at one point I thought, man, it was all about my faithfulness. That I had to be faithful to God. And to the degree that I'd be faithful, then I would see the blessings of God showing up in my life. Well, remember guys, grace, we got to be very specific. And this is why I always pray the Lord gives me the correct utterance to make this clear. Because, because sometimes it can appear that way. It's like, yeah, I did this and now the blessing showed up. But what, 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 what's happening is, is, it's God, remember guys, the Bible said, who's at work on the inside of you. You see, it's the Holy Spirit who's already at work on the inside of you. It's the Holy Spirit who's even right now looking to guide you and direct you, and He's trying to nudge you in the correct dire direction. You see, you've got some issues going on in your life, child of God. I want you to understand, Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart right now, and He's telling you things that I could never tell you. You see, He's speaking to your heart right now. He's giving you wisdom. He's giving you guidance. He's giving you direction, glory to God. And what He wants to do is, He wants to guide you. He wants to align you now and guide you into the manifestation of what Jesus has already made available to you. I want you to understand, no matter where you find yourself right now, the solution is available. In fact, I want you to say that out loud. I want you to say, what I need is available. I want you to say out loud right now, say it boldly, say, what I need is already a finished work. If you're with someone, say, what you need is available. Tell them God's not holding out on you. Amen. It's already available. Now, the key, however, is we got to depend on him.
So it comes back to our depending on God. It's not us who's doing the work. It is always God who will initiate guys. And then what we do is we participate. You see, we participate. And so what I want to give you now is I want to give you the definition of aligning with God's purposes that the Lord has given me. And, and, and we're going to get into this some more. But I want to give you this definition, and I want you to really take this in now, child of God. What does it mean to align with God's purposes? What, what's that really all about? What is divine alignment all about? And here's how we define it. It is the proper positioning or the adjustment of the believer's thoughts, attitudes, words, and actions in relation to people, to situations, to activities and possessions, as well as in relation to God, with the aim, watch this now, with the aim of God fulfilling His purposes in the believer's life, with, in, in harmony with the right people, in the right places, in the right ways, at the appointed time. Now, guys, I know that's a bit of a long definition. Maybe next time we're going to try to maybe have it on the screen or something, or I'll put it up on the, on the website. Let me read it to you again and really kind of personalize this now. It's, it's, it's defined as the proper positioning or adjustment. So God wants to make some adjustments. <laughs> you, see, you see, God wants to make some adjustments where? In our thoughts, in our attitudes, in our words, and in our actions in relation to people, so in, in relation to the people in your life, in relation to circumstances or certain activities, maybe there's some activities he wants you to be a part of. There's my, maybe some activities he does not want you to, to be a part of. And also in relation to possessions. Now, this is important because we got to understand the importance of how do we relate to possessions. I want you to understand, guys, God does not mind you having stuff. You see, God does not mind you prospering. God does not mind you uh, having your needs being supplied. But watch this. God does not want stuff or possessions to have you. And so we got to see and we got to align perhaps some of our thinking and our believing and our attitude when it comes to possessions. Am I putting my trust in possessions or am I using a possession to, to give me a sense of self-worth? Remember, your self-worth comes from God. It does not come from what you have, you see. And your security comes from God. It does not come from money. You see, now this is, this is maturing, guys. We're talking about maturing <laughs> in grace. And so divine alignment is about us, about us letting God make the adjustments in our thoughts, attitudes, words, and actions in relation to people, situations, activities, and possessions, as well as in relation to God. In other words, we want to look at God as our source. We want to look at God as, as the one that we depend on. We want to look at God as our provider. We want to look at God, glory to God, as the one who provides our every needs, no matter what. And the aim of it is, is God fulfilling His purposes in our lives. That's huge, guys. It's not us fulfilling our own purpose. It's God fulfilling His purpose. You see, when it comes to you understanding your purpose as a child of God, you want to understand that your purpose was given to you by God. You see, the world will tell you, well, Alex, you know, I can just make up my own purpose. Well, Alex, you know, I just follow my heart, you know, and so on and so forth. No, you see, for you as a child of God, you want to understand that your purpose was given to you by God. We're going to look at this uh, next week, I believe, where we're really going to see that God, 
that, that your purpose comes from God, you see. You see, that God already knew you long before you showed up in this earth realm. And God already had a purpose for you, child of God, long before you showed up in this earth. You see, and so it's the alignment of, 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 of us with God's purposes. And watch this, he wants to fulfill our purposes. I love this. In harmony with the right people. God wants to bring the right people in your life. And yeah, God wants to weed out the wrong people. <laughs> okay, some of you guys, you got to make some adjustments. You see, you, 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 you got to realize, man, that, that the way you turn out, the way your life turns out oftentimes or to a great extent will be impacted by the people that you spend the most time with. If you're always around negative, complaining people, I will submit to you. It's going to be very tricky and very difficult for you to align yourself with what God wants to do in your life. And so, and so you want to be around people, glory to God, that are going to build you up, glory to God. You want to be around people uh, who are going to speak to you about your potential. You're going to be, you want to be around people, uh, glory to God, who are faith-filled people, you see. Grace people, guys, you see. And so God wants to bring the right people into our lives, Thank you, Lord. You know, some of you are watching me and, and, and you know that you, you got to make some adjustments there. You know, that you got some relationships going on in your life that are not necessarily uh, beneficial. And I want you to understand that sometimes what you got to do is, uh, even if it's difficult, you got you to sometimes kind of keep your distance from some people that you know are going to pull you down. Are you, are you guys catching this? I believe this might be for someone here this morning, guys. You see... Uh, so you want to be around the right people. That's very important. So God wants to bring the right people into your life. He, he wants to fulfill His purposes in harmony with the right people in the right places. So there's an appointed place for you to be. He wants to do it in the right ways, guys. You see, sometimes there can be a right way to do something and a wrong way to do something. And He wants to do it at the appointed time. I want you to know there is an appointed time for everything. And I believe at the appointed time, guys, that God wants to accelerate His purposes in our lives. And so my question to you this morning, could it be that if we're going through a challenging season, could it be that if we have been through a challenging period, could it be that if we are in a period where we're wondering, why is this taking so long? Could it be that God is getting us ready for something? Glory to God. Could it be uh, that the reason we're still here? Could it be that the reason uh, there's still breath uh, in your lungs right now? The reason that you can hear my voice right now? uh, Could it be that God still has a great plan and a great purpose for your life and God actually wants to now mold and shape you? He wants to make some adjustments your life. He wants to adjust your thoughts and your attitudes and your actions and, 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 and how you relate uh, to certain things and to certain people. He wants to make some adjustments. Why? So that, so that you can be okay with Him? No, that would be workspace. No. He wants to do it so that He can fulfill His purposes in your life. Are you catching me this morning, guys? Are you catching me this morning, guys? And so what's the key here? The key is... Verse 13 in Jeremiah 29 that we read earlier, where he said, you got to seek him as a vital necessity. And what this means, guys, is we must live a life of complete dependence on God. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubin. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue to grow in our understanding of God's grace 
Now to learn more and to access the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.